think that we're we skirting on dangerous ground are some of our folks, including some of the old China lobby, are going to the Vietnamese embassy and saying, please notify the president that if he'll hold out to November the 2nd, they could get a better deal. Uh -huh. Now, I'm reading their hand, Everett. I don't want to get this in the campaign. Okay. And they oughtn't to be doing this. This is treason. We know what they're doing. I know who they're talking to, and I know what they're saying. That was President Lyndon Johnson talking to Republican Senate leader Everett Dirksen on November 2nd, 1968, revealing the outlines of what, in retrospect, may have been one of the biggest political scandals in modern American history. The Johnson administration had received alarming intelligence that in the closing days of the 1968 presidential election, the campaign of Republican candidate Richard Nixon was secretly communicating with the government of South Vietnam, telling its president, Nguyen Van Thu, to back out of a peace deal that could have ended the Vietnam War. As Johnson saw it, Nixon's campaign was colluding with a foreign government to sabotage American foreign policy, secret dealings that to some have echoes with events 48 years later when the Obama administration picked up reports that members of the Trump campaign were communicating with operatives from Russia. It's our story on this week's episode of Buried Treasure. I'm Michael Isikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydeman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. So, Dan, there's a particular reason to be talking about this right now. That's right. Uh, a, a woman named Anna Chenault uh, just died at the age of 94. Who was Anna Chenault? Well, she was a well-known doyenne in Washington, a fixture um, you know, on the, on the social circuit. She was a fierce anti-communist uh, and a member of the pro-Chinese nationalist lobby. So in 1968, as Hubert Humphrey was closing in on Richard Nixon in the presidential campaign, Henry Kissinger learns about a peace initiative uh, that is underway in the Johnson administration. The idea is that the Johnson administration would stop its bombing of Vietnam, uh, and there was the possibility of peace talks in Paris uh, to, uh, to bring the war to an early close. Um, well, the Nixon campaign learns about this, and they realize that this could be a disaster for them, a, you know, a huge diplomatic coup uh, for the Democrats, and that could redound to uh, Hubert Humphrey's benefit as he's uh, closing the gap uh, in that campaign. So what do they do? Anna Chenault becomes the back channel to try to scuttle this peace initiative. She's got all these relationships uh, throughout Asia, and she's close to the South Vietnamese ambassador in Washington. And she secretly meets with the ambassador. And she says, among other things to him, we're going to win. Please tell your boss, that's the uh, prime minister of Vietnam, to hold on. In other words, they're going to win the war. So why do a, a peace deal now? Just wait until we get in power. So you've got all these fascinating echoes um, to the uh, Trump-Russia story. Someone close to a presidential campaign who is having secret, uh, illicit conversations with a foreign uh, ambassador to Washington. Uh, you've got uh, the, uh, the, the idea that uh, a campaign is um, intervening um, in uh, the foreign policy of a sitting administration. Um, and Colluding with a foreign government. That's right. Exactly. But, but here's, here's the other uh, fascinating parallel. 
How does um, uh, Johnson know uh, about what the Nixon campaign is, is up to? Um, how does he know that they're committing treason? How, the reason well, it's, he knows it's clear. Listen, listen to the tape. We know what they're doing, and I know what they're saying. They've got the communications intercepts. Uh, the NSA is picking up the conversations from the South Vietnamese ambassador that Anna Chenault is talking to, and um, uh, and they're being reported to LBJ. It's, uh, you know, once again, a parallel of the NSA, our vast, uh, our vast organization to snoop on communications all over the world, uh, is picking this stuff up and reporting it to the White House. But, you know, what's really, uh, I think, fascinating to me is there had been reports, bits and pieces of this story that started coming out uh, not too long after uh, Johnson had that fateful conversation with Everett Dirksen. Uh, And the broad outlines were sort of known, but Nixon always denied it. He always denied that he had any personal role in colluding with the South Vietnamese government. And then in 2016, uh, um, the same year the uh, Trump-Russia story is unfolding, a um, uh, a brilliant journalist, John Farrell, who's writing a uh, was was writing a biography of Nixon, uh, discovers in Notes only recently declassified and released, the notes of H.R. Haldeman, uh, Nixon's top aide, in which he finds the proverbial smoking gun. Keep Anna Chenault working on South Vietnam, Haldeman scrawled, recording an order from Nixon. Any other way to monkey wrench it? Anything R.N. Richard Nixon can do. I love that. The qu- I, I love yeah. Nixon's language, you know, to monkey wrench a peace deal. And a couple of things right. about this. First of all, you know, Farrell in his book and, and pieces that he's written, you know, he talks about the, 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 the idea that this may have been uh, a bigger scandal than Watergate. And, and, it, and he, think about why that would be the case. At that time, in the fall of 1968, 30,000 American service members had died in Vietnam. Um, By the time the war is over, that number jumps to 58,000. And so if Nixon uh, was able to scuttle a peace deal that could have bring the war uh, to an early close and avoid a lot of that carnage, um, you know, that's just astonishing. Now, you don't know uh, how history would have unfolded. You don't know if that would have been a successful deal. But just the fact of intervening like that um, is is pretty is pretty stunning. Let me I want to actually just quickly read from uh, the Farrell book. Uh, just one line here. Haldeman's notes from the 1968 campaign show how Nixon personally directed the skullduggery. Note the word skullduggery. Conducting backstage negotiations with a foreign country in violation of U.S. law. Um, and so, yeah, as you say, uh, had it not been for uh, for Farrell digging into the files and finding things that were declassified, uh, we would not have known uh, this uh, this story um, and and its and its implications. I was going to say for visitors to Washington who visit the Vietnam Memorial and see that the the heartbreaking list of names on the Vietnam 
uh, on the wall at the Vietnam Memorial, all 58,000 uh, Americans who were killed in Vietnam. Think about it. Uh, 28,000 of those um, may not have had to have been there at all if um, this skullduggery by the Nixon campaign uh, had not taken place. And if, and if you ever thought that this kind of uh, investigative reporting was not crucial to our uh, democracy, um, think about the number of times that Richard Nixon simply lied about uh, what turned out to be the truth. And, you know, the, even to Johnson, Johnson called Nixon uh, at the time and asked him about this. And what was Nixon's response? This was recorded on the uh, internal taping system at the White House. My God, I would never do anything to encourage South Vietnam not to come to the table. Um, and so it is, it is a yeah. very sad chapter in American politics. Right. And, you know, there's some who believe that uh, this was the original sin of the Nixon presidency, uh, that um, uh, when Nixon worried as Watergate was unfolding about uh, everything that could come out, uh, that uh, one of the uh, one of the things he was most worried about and had in the back of his mind, and there's some indications of this. There's references in 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 some White House memos to this to this very sorry chapter that this is what one of the things he was most worried about that the public would learn the truth about what happened during the '68 campaign. I was just going to say that this this goes back to a point um, that you've made. Um, over and over again on this podcast, which is that, you know, talk about original sin. It's sometimes the, those original lies, lies beget more lies, which beget corruption and cover-ups and just becomes corrosive uh, to an, an administration. Um, you know, I'm not going to, this obviously, the, the consequences and mistakes of this are much greater than the sexual scandals of, of uh, the Clinton administration. But as you pointed out, a lot of that began with um, the lies and attempts to cover it cover up Paula Jones, for example. Right, right. But look, the other point that's 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 worth making here is look how long it took for the world, the public, to learn the truth of what happened there. It was not until Farrell found those notes in the Nixon library, uh, Haldeman's notes, and they were only released in 2007, and he finds them some years later, uh, that we had the the crucial evidence that tied Nixon personally to uh, this plot to sabotage the Vietnam peace talks. Um, and I guess it's a cautionary note as we uh, obsess over every wrinkle in the uh, Robert Mueller investigation and uh, when we'll finally learn exactly what happened during the uh, 2016 election, what exactly what the contacts were between members of the Trump campaign and operatives of Russia. We're, we're learning more uh, as, as every week goes by about additional contacts we didn't know about. We still don't know the contents, but um, uh, how long will it take the truth about Trump and Russia to emerge? And will it be as long as it has taken or at, as it took for this matter. You would think that in this age, in the age of Twitter and, you know, every, everyone going public with everything that, um, you know, that, that it'll come out uh, a lot faster um, than, than, than it did in the, in the case of Nixon and, and, uh, uh, and this uh, awful story. 
but who knows? Um, and it kind of raises that age-old question I always think about um, is, you know, do we do we get it all? Do we just get, you know, some of it? And is there stuff going on uh, obscured, frankly, by the Trump-Russia story that we don't know about because all of the reporting firepower is in one place? What's going on elsewhere? Um, and, uh, well, those, you know, we hope that some of those things get ferreted out and uh, they will become the uh, uh, topics on uh, uh, forthcoming episodes of Skullduggery and, you know, many, many years from now, uh, episodes of Buried Treasure, since we'll be doing that. You know, <laughs> Sounds on. like uh, some uh, editorial direction, uh, if not uh, marching orders from the editor-in-chief of Yahoo News. Um, and I think on that note... We should uh, we should say farewell to this episode of Buried Treasure. Don't forget to subscribe to Skullduggery on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also tell us what you think. Leave a review. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.